A Good Omens Crackpot Fig, written by Macaulay and read by Char. Summary A Zirafe gets a little tipsy, a little horny, and writes some nice and accurate prophecies of his own. For the prompt prophecies. I told you before, the only true book of prophecy is Agnes Nutter's. Nice and accurate. Yeah, I know. It's my point. All the rest is bollocks, then. Make enough vague statements, and one of them's bound to come true. Like... Crowley swung his wine glass in a large arc and preemptively waved off the angel's scowl as it threatened to splash onto the carpet. Aziraphale watched as he surveyed the shelves briefly, before plucking a book with his slender fingers and broad palm that would feel wonderful gripping onto his hip as they... He ducked his head to take another sip of wine, pointedly ignoring how well Crowley's trousers fit. His hips cocked in a way that perfectly accentuated his narrow waist, his Gorgeous legs. Another deep gulp. Crowley flipped through the book before letting out a cry of triumph. See, Nostradamus. He said, There'll be fire, mysterious circumstances. And then any bloody fire that might vaguely fit the situation. Oh yes, Nostradamus, how wise you are to divine the future. It's rubbish. Aziraphale nodded, very much paying attention and not at all focusing on the demon's lips and the flashes of tongue as he spoke. Well, yes, Crowley. With the exception of Agnes Nutter, there aren't any true seers, at least as far as we know. Maybe there were, and they just didn't bother writing a book. But the point stands that some humans were more gifted at observing their surroundings, the trends of history, and were able to make fairly accurate predictions. It was almost supernatural. Crowley looked up from the book he was flipping through and grinned at Aziraphale. Supernatural. Well, yes. So, you're saying a supernatural being could accurately prophesy the future? Aziraphale was beginning to feel like this was a trap. But, oh, the way Crowley was smiling at him, teasing around his lips, his laugh lines deep in affection. Certainly a non-human entity would be better at it than a human. We have Senses that humans don't. Bet you couldn't write one, Crowley muttered, although distinctly loud enough for Aziraphale to hear it. He sputtered in indignation. I 
write an accurate prophecy. Could not. Could too. Crowley snapped the book shut and placed it back on the shelf. Do it then. Write me a nice and accurate prophecy. Aziraphale stood up dramatically to adjust his chair at his desk and grabbed a sheath of paper and a fountain pen. Crowley hovered at his shoulder, bending over to look at the blank page expectantly. His breath panted hot against Aziraphale's ear, and the angel felt his skin flush. I can't very well concentrate while you're looming like a menace. Be gone, demon. I'll see you in a few weeks, and we can discuss it then. Crowley sobered up, bid goodbye, and left Aziraphale to his task. He took a deep sigh and placed his pen to paper several times before deciding some more wine was in store if he were to do this properly. He fetched another bottle and cleaned up their wine glasses, his thumb stroking fondly over the lip print on Crowley's. With everything in place, he sat down and began to write. Three decades he'd kept his secret. Three blissful decades that all came crashing down after accepting Crowley's kind offer to help carry a box of his books into the newly purchased cottage. Oh, angel! Crowley's voice was honey-coated in a triumphant drawl that made Aziraphale's stomach plummet. He entered the library with a nervous smile on his face. Yes, darling? Crowley held up a small, red, leather-bound book. Aziraphale wished he could discorporate on the spot. You told me you never actually wrote any prophecies. That you gave up, realized how hard it was. You conceded. Let me win that one. Yes, well. But here I see that you actually did attempt a little future-gazing. Although these are very naughty, Angel. For instance, number 27. He cleared his throat and Aziraphale buried his face in his hands, his cheeks blazing. Oh, that Crowley would bend me over his desk at which I am sitting and take me with his beautiful hands and his beautiful cock. And, oh, good Lord, he really is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Thank you. Very complimentary. That one came true first thing after Armageddon, actually. He flipped to another page and barked out a laugh. Number 69. 69. Succinct. That one's come true as well, many times. You talk about my fiery locks in a lot of these. Explains your predilection for pulling my hair. 
Not that I'm complaining. Aziraphale let out a final, embarrassed groan into his hands, before stomping over and snatching the book out of his hands. Crowley laughed and pulled him into an embrace, kissing his forehead. It's flattering, Aziraphale. I mean, it's also deeply embarrassing for you, but it's nice. The angel snapped. Yes, well, I got very drunk that night, and you looked very attractive, and it wasn't my fault that I had certain activities on my mind. Yes, yes, I'm very attractive. He looked down at the book in Aziraphale's hands. But look, you've written the second ever true prophecy book. All of these have come true. Well, Aziraphale smiled coquettishly. There's still one prophecy that hasn't come to pass. Crowley flashed him a smile. Oh, really? Aziraphale crowded him against the desk and pointed at a sentence towards the bottom of the page. Crowley's eyes flickered across the text before his eyebrows shot up his forehead. He gaped at Aziraphale. Really? Really? He skimmed his fingers along the hem of Crowley's t-shirt. Would you be amenable? Crowley growled and pulled Aziraphale hungrily into his arms. The end. Thank you.